Oh. Yeah. yeah, um I am off today as well, so if you wanted to hang out, talk cool. Well, if so, you want me to hang out with you very sick. Well that's the thing. I didn't know if you want it's <laughs> probably not the best idea, but I'd say if you were still up for it, I'm can can Hey, I'm pro hanging out. But, but I don't I cannot get well, ill. Well that's the thing, I did, that's why I was leaving it up to yourself. I knew it was I I would feel bad if you did get ill. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, no, I'm. I'd love to, but no. There you go. Yeah, it's not great. So, anyway, I'm sick, Richard. He is sick. I'm Gareth. <laughs> you can tell. Um, and we are back with episodes eighty nine and ninety. Oh yeah. Uh, Black Widow strikes again. Caught in the spider's den. Ooh. Uh, At least a better rhyme this time. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard though, would it? No. I mean, but it's yeah. Original air dates, 15th and 16th of March, 1967. Special guest villainess, uh, Miss Tallulah Bankhead as Black Widow. Guest stars, Don Berry, still looking like Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Bargain basement, Ernest Borgnine. I mean, how, is this his third or fourth episode of uh, Batman? Uh, he's done a few. Yeah, I do not know. Uh, Michael Lane, written by Robert M- Mintz, directed by Oscar Rudolph. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Black Widow arrives in town and starts to rob all the banks in alphabetical order. Uh, using a mind control device, she's able to add Batman to her crew, much to the dismay of Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Simple. We do well. Let's talk about her for, for before we get started, will we? Or because I think there's going to be a lot more to talk about than I give her credit for. Okay. Well, let's yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, twenty five credits. Um. Died in nineteen sixty eight, age sixty six. Mm-hmm. Um. Just shortly after this, apparently raging alcoholic. Um. Yeah. No, I could have guessed. But yeah. On. Pretty much. Um. But I said we just have a quick look at her trivia. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, so thirty-two items of trivia on here. We'll go through a few. Okay. First one up, she smoked a hundred and fifty cigarettes a day. I didn't have this time in the day for that. Well done. Yeah, I know. They made them different back then. They were smaller or something. I don't know. Um, ardent supporter of civil rights, um, first woman to appear on the cover of Ebony magazine. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> Good. Once told an interviewer that she, the reason she called everyone darling or darling, she's pretty much darling, yeah. uh, was because she couldn't remember anyone's names, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. She was said to be the inspiration for Cruella Deville. Okay, my God, totally works. Um, this say, this trivia here is that this was her last on-screen appearance before her death. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, I'm trying to think. Love jazz music. So no one's perfect, it's fine. Um, Tennessee Williams wrote four characters for her. Myra Torrance in Battle of Angels, Blanche Dubois in A Streetcar Named Desire, Princess Cosmonopolis in Sweet Bird of Youth. Can you say her name again? Cosmonopolis. Can you say it one more time? Cosmonopolis. Nice, you nailed it. <laughs> and Flora Goforth in The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore. That is a terrible name for anything. <laughs> Isn't it, though? 
The milk train uh, doesn't stop here anymore. In 1949, Procter & Gamble launched a radio advertising campaign for its Prell shampoo using a jingle and a character called Tallulah the Tube. Miss Bankin was so closely identified by her first name that she sued them and eventually settled out of court. (laughs) Just because they used the name Tallulah. What would have happened less than 10 years later on uh, Bugsy Malone? Oh, she was... was dead then. No, I know that's what yeah, it says. That's fine. Ooh. But her name was Tallulah, right? Yeah. And then there's a song called that. Yeah, <laughs> Oh. Her last coherent words were codeine bourbon. That's sad. <laughs> Why is that on you? <laughs> Who wrote it? A doctor? I know. Oh, <laughs> Oh, he must have passed that story down because IMDb <laughs> was probably long after his death as well. <clears throat> uh, I'm trying to think of something else on here. I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm stunned by having our final words on here. Oh, was an animal lover who collected assorted pets, including a pet lion named Winston Churchill, a minor bird named Gaylord, and a monkey named King Kong. <laughs> there you go. Okay then. Yeah. Uh, she was a member of a clique of lesbians and bisexuals in the Algonquin Round Table called the Four Horsemen of the Algonquin. They consisted of her, Eva Lud Gallian, Blythe Daly, and Estelle Winwood. So that's also Hilda. Who? Hilda from Estelle Winwood. Is that from the Marsha Queen of Diamonds? Yeah, that is Estelle Winwood, yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, let's press play. Oh, oh yeah. Shit, we haven't done that. Oh, there's sneeze. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Didn't. Proved it. Sneeze in my mouth. <laughs> I thought you didn't want to get sick. I don't. I uh, I just like taking people's sneezes away. You ever said that to someone? No. If someone's about to sneeze and you say something hideous to that effect, sneeze in my mouth. <sighs> the, the sheer <laughs> disgust will take their sneeze away and cause them physical pain. <laughs> oh. um, here's the thing. During yeah, these I don't two know. Episodes, Here you go, sorry. Yeah. You said this was the bat bike. Yeah, I don't think it is. No. It's got a little side opening no, in there. It's the main bike's a different shape, so I was mistaken. Well, the main bike is also a go-kart, remember, oh. on the bat bike. Oh. It comes off. Oh. Um, here's the thing, though. Through these two episodes, mm-hmm. how much of what she says did you understand? <laughs> Mm, I'm going to say most of it. Really? Because I think it's maybe through the second episode, she does just turn into a mumble machine that's... Uh, well, you know, 150 cigarettes and an alcoholic. That's going to do that to yeah. you. But generally uh, speaking, no, I didn't have an issue understanding her. Yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry, one second. I need to adjust this a little bit. There you go. I need a bit closer. With, I realise I kept going off mic. So. Oh, I'm doing the same. I, I, I'm trying to get better, but then one week I'm great and one week I'm not. Yeah. It's a yeah. uh, Don Barry returns, right, as one of the henchmen. But he now wears a flat cap, so he looks even more like Ernest Borgnine in uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, that's, crack. that's it. Because yeah. he, he is going to come back um, 
Oh no. No, he's not. As I say, he comes back in a later episode, but he doesn't. No, he's definitely done two or three of them. Yeah, well, he was previously the Grand Vizier in a King Tut episode. Yep. So, yeah. As I say, looking through this, these credits as well, it does make me want to watch The Swarm and Orca the Killer Whale, because he was in both of those. Orca the Killer Whale is one of the worst films I've ever seen. why I want to watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, to be fair, her, her crime here... It's actually pretty well pulled off as well. If she hadn't gone for the whole let's do it in alphabetical order thing, which seems kind of easy to figure out. But it's not even that. Well, the pr- thing I find is, spoilers for the next episode, when Batman gets a, the new bank, the new bank begins with H, continuing the, <laughs> yeah. alphabet- the, oh. the alphabetical nature. So this is insane. <laughs> but um, here's the thing. Do you remember last week? Right? Yeah. Alfred came out and went, uh, you know, Mr. Master Wayne or whatever. Yeah. Master Bruce. Uh, Commissioner Gordon on the phone for you. And then and then Robin went, how could he make a mistake like that? The yeah. cunts are going to be- beat him. Yeah. This week he makes that mistake. Does he? He walks out directly in front of Harriet and yeah. says, the, back, uh, the, the phone for you is Commissioner Gordon. And it isn't for Bruce Wayne. It is for Batman. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) now Aunt Harriet's trousers for herself Uh because beatnik fashion is all the rage. Uh, Bruce doing his best French accent. Yeah. Oh, say shake you fucking whore. Yeah, but this seems uh, to be a case of, oh, she's going to wear trousers at some point, but you kind of go, oh, Aunt Harriet, whatever, and then it turns out to be a plot point later on. Okay. Because it then turns out to be a plot point later on, because yes. someone's wearing trousers and it's her. Yes, we've been expecting. Okay, what he might say yeah. is there's a phone call. A Mr. <coughs> Gordon Kamish. Yes. That is unacceptable. But she's too t- caught up in her trousers, though. Yeah. I mean, she is caught up in her... her uh, well, it's also the point where she hugs them at one point, they're just towards the end, mm. and they still seem to be quite long and touching the ground, and yet they are at chin level. <laughs> so these are definitely not her trousers that in this scene. They might be. Oh, she likes them baggy. <sighs> She baggy likes them like her soul. No. Oh no, no, that's Ninja from uh, De Antwort. <laughs> oh god, they come up in my mind far too often. Everything, right? Though in my in my mind, uh, every time I think of uh, like anything that you can end with, like my soul. Yeah. It's because that. What song is that? He goes, I like my coffee black, like my soul. And you go, fuck off. You're 45 years old, you fucking cunt. Grow up. Oh, yes. And he'll be like, I can shoot you with a gun. You can go fuck your mother. You That's what I can. <laughs> my mother's dead. Well, get over it. It must have been 20 years at best. Yeah. Did you shoot her? <laughs> You're fucking still. Oh, honestly. He's like the, he's like a twelve year old that fucking cunt. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, hideous human beings. No, 
I think uh, she seems pretty su- sweet. Uh, she hung up with him for a while, so... Well, yeah, they've been married for got... 20 years. So, yeah, yeah, so she's definitely made bad decisions. And I'm going to judge her for it. That's what you do, <laughs> especially when you're sick. Yeah. Because you're a monster too. Oh, thick monster. Um, what am I doing? Yeah, there is a thing about this, about the Black Widow in this, that it's not often you will see another villain's makeup and go, wow, the Joker's makeup's quite understated. Because those, they really caked on the red lipstick in this. Yeah, why not? But it's like insanely huge. Yeah, so what? I'm just saying. I just don't see it being a problem. It's not a problem, I'm just saying it's weird. It's just a theatrical look, isn't it? Now... <coughs> Jesus me. fucking Christ! <coughs> I came out of nowhere. Sorry, well, I'm deaf. Sorry, just no one ear. Well, yeah, but Did... it's the ear I'm already <coughs> deaf in. <coughs> yeah, I'm not hanging out with you after this. No, um, <laughs> I disinfect this mic as well. Sorry. Um, did Batman just get the idea for this device for doing stuff with brainwaves because? Of Aunt Harriet buggering up everything with her hair dryer last week. Maybe. Also, here's a thing. Basically, she's giving these people a stroke. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's just like affecting, like, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Like, can you smell burnt toast? Yeah. Oh. Now, if it just yet again with the Batman, whenever he's trying to get these devices. Mm. I would go straight to judgment first. Yeah, it makes more sense, doesn't it? You know that this device she's got is affecting her judgment where they hand over cash. You've got all these buttons, and one of them's labelled judgment. Just on a hunch, not as the world's greatest detective, that's the one I'd push first. It's a good call. And he's made this machine as well. Surely he knows what it does. Just randomly hitting switches. Well, it's not random, it's got oh. names underneath. He knows um, which ones he's doing. See that um, Irvin Cash um, here is played by Grady Sutton. Good name. 245 credits, appearing in over 200 movies, um, usually as young, naive, slightly befuddled men. Man. <laughs> not men. But yeah, that's when he was in his younger day. Now he's playing old, befuddled men. Yes. But uh, yeah, quite a chunk of movies here. Not really a TV actor. Like- so I'm guessing this is probably a proper cameo. Considered in the 60s. Robin's only job was to pick up that hairdryer. <laughs> he still ran out the room without it. Mm. Oh. And I do like the, don't do your job, O'Hara. We're on it. And just, yeah. off they go. <laughs> yeah, he just tells them to take two two cold tablets. and. Did you read to... the trivia about it on this episode on IMDb? Yeah. All yeah. right, let me read something to you. Um... What is this episode called? Uh, the uh, um, Black Widow Strikes Again. Black Widow Strikes Again. Black Widow Strikes Again. There it is. Where's the trivia? Um, nope. Okay. This is a weird little thing. Um, A very unusual two-parter includes a sly parody of the omnipresence of television commercials as every one of the show's sponsors sponsors 
is represented by at least one scene or line. Among them, the first episode begins with Black Widow pretending to instantly open open a new bank a new account at Gotham City Bank, which the prop- proprietor assures her is an excellent way to start your day, as in Kellogg's cereal. Okay. She robs a branch of Beneficial Savings and Loan, another sponsor. Unhelpful. Mm. <laughs> Rob your sponsors. <laughs> right, yeah. uh, Commissioner Gordon reassures a nervous bank owner that you can be sure if it's Batman. Uh, Westinghouse. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, uh, Black Widow's hideout is located at uh, 411 Lava Drive, based on lava soap. Oh, okay, that's tenuous. Yeah. And in the last scene, Black Widow uh, concedes that only Batman knows for sure, which is an, uh, the, the strap oh, of a Clairol. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's weird. Yeah. Duh. Um, here's the thing. She's using her device on another bank manager. They're all called Irving something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets, she asks us for 20,000. Mm-hmm. Why not like 50 or something? Why not? Why? Why that amount? Yeah, why not just go, yeah, just give me everything you've got. Because it might be too much for an old lady to carry in a bag. He'll probably help her out to it and pass it on to her pal and jump on the bike and away they go. Maybe. He'll help her out with it. But she never seems to ask for more than 40, 50 yeah. grand. Yeah, there's one of the uh, the bank managers coming up, um, Irvin Leghorn, played by Pitt Herbury. Mm-hmm. Um, and he played um, Adolf Hitler in the 1967 movie The Search for the Evil One. And you go, oh, who's that? And then you see him and you kind of go, yeah, I could totally see you playing an older Adolf Hitler. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually pretty good casting when he comes up. Uh, I can't tell which one you're talking about. No, he's not in, he's in Beard yet, but I'm just mm. getting ahead of him because it's, other than that, he's not really that interesting a person. What does fake grandparents mean? Is <laughs> that you've written down? Oh, I have very few notes oh. for this whole thing, but there's only four to the end of the episode, and I think we're five <laughs> minutes in, so it's like, fuck me. Uh, um, yeah, I'm kind of... I'm waiting for Anna to hurry at the shop again before my notes take effect. I don't know if you noticed this, but in the first Green Hornet episode, <clears throat> yeah. I cut out all the chaff, all right. and it is 18 minutes long. <laughs> no. I, I was going to carry on trying that and then realised that I started editing that last Monday and I was still editing it on Thursday. Dear me. And then Saturday morning I edited two more. Mm. Hey, it's that guy who flips a coin in Scarface. Is it? Yeah. Uh, What's his name? George George Raft? Well, no. I never wrote anything down about him at all. Well, it's a cameo. Yeah. There you go. Oh, no. So this is the same bank set from the um, the one where it was all robots. Yes. Ugh. Joker again. There you go. Was it Joker that one? Yep. He always makes the tech. You know that. Yeah. He's got time, dude. Oh yeah, this is the guy that played Hitler. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> he's just waving a gun about. I mean, here's the thing: you think you're going to get robbed? Um, as we've seen from previous Batman episodes, villains love knockout gas. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to store all the cash in this bank in a neat pile with the safe door wide open. Yes, I'll be sitting in front of it with a gun, but 
Yeah, this does not seem like a wise decision. He he seems like a Murray, right? <laughs> a Murray. Like a Bill Murray or oh. a Brian Doyle Murray yeah. or a... What's the third one oh, yeah. from Dharma and Greg called? I saw that. He was in that episode of American Gods where he slid into that woman's vagina. No. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> I forgot that happened, but yeah, damn. That yeah, and that was the, the third Murray brother. Oh. Um, now, for one, even before we figure out this is Anne Harriet, mm-hmm. I've already figured out this is not Tallulah. Because she's wearing pink? Well, no, because she smokes 150 cigarettes a day and is a raging alcoholic. And that body shape is definitely not the shape of someone who smokes and drinks that much. Well, I uh, mean, I think it's, she, she's from not, behind, she looks a lot like her. They're very similar. No. You don't look at Tallulah Banking and go, look how thin she is for smoking all them cigarettes. No, but she is like a skeleton. She's fucking not. No, no but here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing as well, though, right? <laughs> she's a skeleton compared to us. Well, yeah. That's but that's because I'm probably like a week away from heart disease. Oh, oh well, that's away from it. That's fine. That means it's still, it's still preventable. Yeah, funny. Um, but yeah, so Anne Harriet was in to set up an account for Dick. Uh huh. So how old's Dick supposed to be again? Doesn't he have a bank account? Yeah, but you can have more than one bank account. Yeah, but it just, I mean, that's all right. I think for. Grandparents have been setting that up or whatever. But this guy's the ward of a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He's not going to need a savings account. He might. Uh, I don't know. It just seems odd. No. Um, no, I've got one word written no, down here. She's, she's barely a skeleton, dude. Uh, give her a couple of weeks. That's real cunning. There's no need for that at all. Sorry, I'm ill. I'm sick in the the head. Well, we knew that. Yeah. Um, I've just written down the word sensitometer. Mm. Is that what he uses here or something? Nerve paralyzer, which is apparently only, only, what would you call it? Multi directional? It doesn't hit Robin at all, and he's standing right next to him. It was a, well, it was a small cone of thing. It was actually a pretty good aim, I thought. Yeah, but what I'm saying is it's a spray. So the idea would be to go and get them both, right? She, why did she not go and do that? Yeah, I think, and I, see, I think this is a writing thing because it's just, they really, like, nobody gives a shit about Robin anymore. So mm. they don't see him as a, as a threat. So they just go, yeah, that's fine. Mm. That's why he's always tied up or some shit or just totally missed out by... Um, by villains but this is the crazy thing because by next week right and next week next season which yeah. is nearby yeah there's three of them and they don't write for any of them no, that's, <laughs> that's, and that's, they don't even pay for sets in no, season three because um wasn't it wasn't it Lorenzo Riddle was it no see the one that was writing all the good ones Lorenzo Semple Semple that's it yeah I think wasn't it him that quit yeah, and then Stanley uh, Ross was the yeah. guy who went on the Wonder so Woman, think, so he's still around. Yeah, so I think it was, he was the one that actually sort of gave a shit about the characters and gave a shit about fake Robin. Fake grandparents, that's what I Oh, there about. we go, this is it. Now, that was actually pretty good with the whole bike going into the fake house thing. Mm. That's I'll give, that's actually ingenious when it comes to um, layers for 
Batman uh, village. It's, it's about as close to the Batcave as you could get. Yeah. But it's, it's just... It's just the fact that... And the rest of them have kind of gone for, like, stupid warehouses named stupid things that are kind of close to their name. Mm-hmm. Where she just went, I'm kind of an old lady. I'm going to stay in an oldish sort of fashioned house. Mm. Blending with other old-fashioned houses nearby. Bingo. And uh, I was pretty sure that was Vito Scotty. It's not. Yeah. Never wrote down who they were. No. Um, I wonder if I could get a woolen jumper. Like, like, like that. <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh, see, that's when the uh, Dark Bunny tees were still in existence. That would have been a good one for them alongside the henchman one. Yeah, I but, you know, but all they, of those places have gone bust now. But the same thing is, they didn't need to exist, right? If they'd have just taken their designs and yeah. put them on something like Tea Public or Red Bubble, yeah. they make them for you. You don't have to buy the t-shirts. Yeah. So, um, I'm co- definitely buying a fry or fuck t-shirt when I get paid. <laughs> From how did this get made? All right. Fry or fuck. <laughs> no, when I was taking my clothes the other week, I did realise I have far too many t-shirts, but I have got a couple that I've seen that I need. So I'm going to add to my stupid collection. All right, I have, at the minute, four T-shirts. Um, and the others are all either black or grey. That's it. Oh, the majority of them are my T-shirts are black, but uh, just various ones, and I keep f- opening a drawer and finding more and going, holy fuck. No, plain black. Yeah. There's no print oh, no, no, mine have all got, like... No, no, I literally those. own seven T-shirts, four of yeah. which are plain. And I have this one with uh, Chaitan on it. Yeah. And I have one with Nigel Farage on it because I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Except it says the word no over his eyes. <laughs> and I have one with uh, Beaker as Munch's Scream. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Because I have a minimum t shirt amount. Oh. Actually, I might have a t shirt with Sasha Gray on somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is. Nice. Cannot be worn at any point in time. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't remember who bought me that T-shirt, but even when I got it, I was like, this T-shirt will never be worn. I mean, outside (laughs) It can never be thrown away. It's it's too good. But we're in the house, but I can't leave the house. Exactly. It's like a V-nut jumper or something, so you can just see her face maybe popping over. Yeah, it's an eye. Yeah. Nice. Cardigan. Um, we're about to have a fight things here in a second I quickly mention the henchmen get them out of the way with mm-hmm. well I've already mentioned Don Red Barry uh, Trapdoor played by Al Ferrara um, his IMDB pick is actually from an upcoming Minerva Queen of Diamonds episode where he plays a henchman Atlas oh. he has just 8 other credits Daddy Longlegs played by Michael Lane uh, 60 credits including 5 episodes of Monster Squad as Frank Enstein Oh, we were going to do that at one point, yeah. weren't we? Still, I've still got to save them a, a Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine, right? No one listens to this show anymore, really, <laughs> right? We get we went from 2,500 to 250 <coughs> downloads yeah. a week, right? Because no one cares about Batman. Yeah, we have to go back to music, I know. Right? Well, we don't have to go back to music. We uh, have to go back to something popular. And not even that popular. <sighs> a little popular. Yeah. <laughs> could still do all the Nick Cage movies or something. No. No. You know why? Why? Because we took the time and, uh, to do that. We then, I took the time to watch them, and you didn't fucking bother. And it took me 
hundreds of hours, and that's probably five years ago. <sighs> so not doing that. Okay. Because you can't be trusted. <laughs> that was, I think the format was kind of, it was a kind of good idea, but then it was two movies a week. We should have just done it as one. Yeah, we were you, doing brackets and things. It was No, but you had to, yeah, that was the thing. We had to review the movies. You know what I mean? And say yeah. this one's better than this one. And you had to review them against each other I and know. not against all of them. Yeah. You know? I think that was too much. Yeah, but it's not, is it? You don't have to do it like this. This you write notes. Those movies you go, okay, that movie's okay. Yeah. And then you watch the other one and go, okay, that's okay. You talk about each one for 10 minutes and then you say which one's better than the other. <coughs> yeah. I don't know what happens if you think one's better than the other and I think the other's better than the other. Flip a coin or something. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, this is the point here where I say she's getting a bit of a villain chat with Batman and things. And then, isn't it this point where sort of something happens, like a web appears or something, mm. and Batman shits himself yeah, and no. jumps into it. He, he's going to back up onto this web and for a moment be terrified. Ah! <laughs> but it's like he's already reversed the polarity or something and he's bat cowl uh -huh. to stop the thing working then she pulls out her little device and he goes <laughs> fuck a small box I'm scared of small boxes oh. I like to think he was just you know fucking with her not realising that behind him was a <laughs> massive sheet of glue ah yeah. oh, fuck <laughs> at least uh, Robin did the right thing this time in getting his arms proper on it and not half off like last time because mm -hmm. he definitely didn't know what to do with his hands when he was stuck to that glue pad. Mm. Oh, that's two episodes in a row where he stuck to glue pads. Oh, no, it wasn't. There was an episode in the middle. Never King mind. Tut was in between. Yeah. Oh, but now they're putting deadly spiders on them. Deadly, deadly spider. Sliding just, up inside her. Why put it on his feet? Why not just put him straight on their chest? I mean, you know, what's the fun in that? And then poke it till it bites. Maybe he's got a foot fetish. He would. <laughs> <laughs> Look at how big he's smiling. Ugh. He fucking loves it. Oh. I like the pleasure to start at the toes. Oh, also, yeah. here's a thing. Yeah. The wires are so noticeable in Blu-ray <laughs> that they probably had to hide them. Yeah. I mean, look at the wire, right? I should probably rewind it. Can I rewind this easily? Yeah, I can. Right? Before it even starts, look at look at Robin's left-hand side. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you can just see the strings go up. Even the spider's not even moving. Oh, look. Yeah. <laughs> just blatantly. Yeah, well, you can just see oh, it's just webs. Extra webs. Yeah, but they're not. They're strings. No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's also I, mean, that... I mean, it's not Lord of the Rings, is it? No, well, no. <laughs> but if... oh. Also, that's a thing. Yeah. What is tune? I mean, I know what manana means. Manana. Why does he say it? Tune in manana. Because of spiders. That whole connection. Halloween ain't till manana. <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I just thought if I said that with enough conviction, you'd believe me. But oh, um, by the way, we're wrong because Lorenzo Simple Junior. You'll notice with the uh, supervisor. All right, okay. Uh, well, it's definitely somebody that stopped writing these anyway, yeah. well back, and it's definitely him that gave a shit about Robin. 
Because none of the rest of them do. Because he was uh, aroused by Robin. Yeah. Who isn't? Well, me, but... Uh, uh. I don't know. Bright person dressed as Robin. What's her name? Who, who everyone thought was going to be playing Robin in, but wasn't. True story. Her name is lost on me now. It's gone to time. Ugh. She was in Waterworld as a child. Oh, God. And then she was in Neon Demon as some sort of witch, morgue attendant. I can't quite remember that movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she fucked a corpse. <laughs> yeah. One second, I'll go straight to Waterworld. That seems easier. Mm, I don't uh, know. I'm trying to think. No, She's in not. so many films. Uh. Oh, I'm going to do it through Donnie Darko. Uh, Jenna Malone, I didn't oh, even well, get there. There you go. I, I was trying to do it, but then some of the bit an update popped up. There was up. that thing where, for a while, they thought Jenna Malone was going to be playing Donnie Darko. Uh, Donnie Darko. She was going to be playing Robin in, like, a... What was her name? Something Kelly from Dark Knight. Oh, Carrie Returns. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. They thought she was playing her, but she ended up playing some sort of reporter. Because she had the orange hair. Yeah. But that was for another role, because she's blonde in whatever film that was. Yeah. It was Batman V, because they don't say versus. It was BVS DOJ. Uh, because we need our films more complicated. <sighs> DC really fucked up their movie universe, didn't oh, they? Oh, Totally. Lovely. I mean, the still... fact that people are surprised that Shazam is good pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I mean, there's still going to be good ones that sort of pop out every now and again, but I mean, because I've, I've heard good things about Aquaman, I'll get around to see it eventually. I didn't realize you hadn't. Um, Wonder Woman was fine. Yep. Um, it's up until that last. I mean, that's the problem. The last 20 minutes just into like a CGI clusterfuck. No, no, it's 10 minutes and 10 minutes of credits, and it's the yeah. same with every fucking movie ever. But, but I think. Aquaman's the problem worse is, in a way in that it's all a CGI clusterfuck. I think the problem is that the CGI in like your Marvel ones mm -hmm. blends in a lot better. It's you know it's there, mm -hmm. but at the same time it's less noticeable. Yeah. You know? Great disagree on that. I think they're all that, about the same. But at the end of Wonder Woman, that all that metal crap. It just looked so One of the problem out of place. I have with most of these films is that in the last ten oh. minutes they have to go to somewhere quite empty yeah. so they can have a fight so that the CGI can take over. Even in Civil War, they went to an airport. Yeah. You know what I mean? They go to somewhere well, so devoid of character. It's probably <laughs> one of the... For the Marvel Universe one, the worst sort of offender for that, I think your last bit's all just CGI thing, technically it's Captain Marvel, really. Because mm -hmm. that's all like, let's go to space and blow up the thing with her flying about. But as I say... It's not as as blatant, I think, because mm -hmm. it just because it all just seems to blend in with the rest of the film. Whereas I definitely think, as I said, that last ten minutes in the DC ones, it's it's ramped up to such a level that um, the, all the other sort of the Marvel ones, it's been steady CGI throughout it that you've kind of just got used to it being there. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's kind of been CGI bits and pieces here through DC. And then just fucking here you go. Here's everything we had left. Yeah. 
And I think that's where the problem lies. But, um... Generally speaking, they're just not good. I assume the Flash film is never going to happen. No. They've really... I mean, I don't know how they're going to come back from that. From, like, just how it's sitting at the moment. And just... They've managed... Whereas Marvel have slowly managed to build up, like, sort of fervor within the fans to get them to come out. Yeah, yeah. In a short space of time, DC has built up so much apathy towards their movies. It's going to be so... That's fine. Yeah, but the cool kids or the real nerd kids or there's a certain group of online cocks yeah. who are very pro-DC for no reason at all. Yeah. You know, like that whole, uh, I mean, you know, crucify Brie Larson and set her on fire. Zachary Levi's <coughs> the real Shazam kind of shit. But, um... I mean, don't get me wrong. I will definitely 100% go and see Joker just because I don't know what that film's going to be. I mean, I think it's going to be Taxi Driver and King of Comedy at the same time. Oh, I'm fine. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I'm going to come out of that and then go, well, one, I'll either come out and go, well, that was fucking boring, or I'm going to come out and go, fuck, that was probably one of the best sort of these comic book quotations movies that I've seen, I think. I don't... The trailer's good, but the, at the end of the day, it is a Todd Phillips movie. Uh, Todd Phillips, the director of Old School, um, Starsky and Hutch, mm. Hangover, Hangover 2, Hangover 3, Okay, I didn't realise Due that. Date. Well... I mean... He doesn't make good films and has never made a good film that I can think of. So I'm not really giving much hope. Just because he's got a good cinematographer I was and he's say, got Martin Scorsese producing it. I was going to say, whoever edited that trailer then earned their money. The same people who did the first Suicide Squad trailer? Ooh. That was great, right? Oh, uh, yeah. That first one with Bohemian Rhapsody. People loved it. It's going to be great, they said. It's a pile of festering shit. Yeah. You can't tell a book by its cover, and you can't tell a film by if it stars Danny Glover. Oh. That's not right. Because he, yet again, was in Ninja the Immovable Heart, <laughs> or whatever it was fishing. called. Oh. <laughs> Though he was also in Sorry to Bother You. Which was fucking amazing. <sighs> and the theme tune is now in my head for the rest of the day. <sighs> anyway. Are we going to cheese it? Yeah, because I need to go blow my nose again. <sighs> cheese it! Cheese it! Premium. Right. Goodbye.